14.5.261. Hungry, thirsty, tired, out of gas, running on fumes, scraping the barrel, out of sorts, out of ink, low battery, no battery, empty, empty, empty. There are a lot of ways to say it. Um, has anybody felt any of those things recently? Anybody this morning? Um, and one thing I find pretty fun and interesting is that there are signs that you are tired or that your battery is empty. If you are yawning, you might be tired. If you are falling asleep in a place that you shouldn't be falling asleep or a time, you might be tired. Um, this last week, we had a couple ice delays um, in Dallas, and I teach out in Fall City. And one morning, we had a three-hour delay, and I was so excited because that's three hours. And then my kids had a three-hour delay, so it was less of a three hours. But I knew I had time to make breakfast, and I was really excited. I was like, I should eat breakfast. I can do this. So I got the eggs out of the fridge. I got a bowl. And I took the lid off the compost that's on the um, counter, and I cracked the egg, and I poured it into the compost, and I threw the shell in. And then I looked at what I'd done, and I got the next egg, and I cracked it, and I poured it into the compost, and I held the shell, and I threw it into the compost. And I got the third egg, and I cracked it, and I put it in the bowl, and the fourth egg, I totally got it, perfect. And my scrambled brain was able to make scrambled eggs eventually. Now, when I'm tired, there are things that I know that I'm tired. I start to stutter. Um, I start to forget what day of the week it is. I leave my lunch at home. I leave my thermos of coffee at home. I leave my briefcase at home. I leave my classroom key at home. Um, I tell my kids to uh, brush their pajamas and to uh, put on, wait, brush their pajamas and put on their teeth. Um, there are signs when you're tired, right? Um, and you probably have some. You can tell, like, oh, I'm not real sharp right now. I'm, I'm tired. Um, and we need rest. We need rest. Um, and do you know the signs when you're tired? And probably the people around you, can you tell when you need? Um, sometimes your phone would kind of beep when the battery's low or some of those things. Can you tell those signs? Um, and those are funny. Um, I'm a high school teacher, and a few recently-ish, I've been to funerals of students. Um, and there was one funeral in the summer, uh, and he had just graduated, and he was going to join the Marines the next week. And he was driving home. I think he was working a couple jobs. And no alcohol, no drugs. Um, he fell asleep, and he was driving. We need rest. We need rest. Uh, will you pray with me this morning? Lord, please speak to us this morning. Please give me the words to say. Please allow us to hear what you want us to hear this morning. Thanks for this opportunity to gather. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, uh, Pastor Ben is, is gone this week. He's leading by example. Um, he's taking his family on a trip, and he's going to come back recharged, we hope. Um, and last week, Pastor Ben started a series called Fully Charged. Um, there we go. And uh, we looked in Genesis. In the book of Genesis, there were six days, everything was made, and God said, hey, we should take a rest. 
And you establish this rhythm of rest, this rhythm of, hey, you don't have a weekend unless you have, you don't have a weekend unless you have a week, right? You don't have a day off unless you have days on, right? So we established this rhythm. And we looked in Exodus 20, and the fourth commandment, it says, we should keep the Sabbath holy. We should have a day of rest. And we're going to continue that, talking about rest today. And I'd like to share seven stories related to rest. Um, and the first one I was reading recently, um, the story of a very busy man, and he had family, and he had work, and he had ministry to do, and he was just rushing here and there, and uh, he had, um, he knew a guy named Dallas Willard, and he called him up, and he said, hey, this is what's going on, I just want some advice and some counsel. And so Dallas listens to him, he's like, okay. There's a long pause on the phone, and he says, okay, you must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. And the guy's like, great, perfect. I'm got it, jot it down. Okay, what's next? That's great. I mean, come on, we gotta go. Okay, what's next? What else do I need to do? And there's another long pause on the phone. And he said, there's nothing else. That's it. You must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. Number two. There are two sayings, and they're both true, and I'd like you to think how you react to both of one. I bet you've heard them. Don't just sit there. Do something. Have you thought that? Have you said that to somebody? Right? Have you said it to your kids when there's something clearly right there that they should be doing? Don't just sit there. Do something. There's a, it's a Japanese proverb that I heard a few years ago. And the saying is, don't just do something. Sit there. Both true. There's wisdom in both. Um, the book of Ecclesiastes in the Old Testament um, is about seasons and about rhythms. It says there's a time to do this, there's a time to do that. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, um, a time to do all these things. There's rhythms. And there's a verse in Ecclesiastes that I think about a lot. And it's in Ecclesiastes 10.10. 10, and it says, if the axe is dull, its edge unsharpened, more strength is needed. But skill will bring success. So if you think about that, you have an axe, and you have a tree you want to cut down, and you're hitting the tree, it says more strength is needed. And we do that, right? We're like, ah, oh, this is a dull axe, but if I just hit harder, I'm going to get it. Um, but that last verse says, but skill will bring success. For the longest time, I thought skill would be stronger. You know, just so I can hit it harder. Hit it harder. Have you ever seen somebody do something equivalent? Um, but the skill this morning I want you to think of is how skilled are you at getting rest, at being recharged? Because that's a skill that God asks us to do. And I bet when Stephen Covey was writing his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and he was getting to the seventh habit, he was thinking of that axe in Ecclesiastes. And the last thing in this book, the last chapter, the seventh habit that ties them all together is to sharpen your saw. And there's a story he asks us to imagine. We go into the forest, and we see a guy, and he's got a saw, and he's cutting down a tree. And he's frustrated. And we're like, hey, man, what's going on? He's like, I'm cutting down this tree. He's like, how's it going? Not good. He's like, how long have you been doing this? About five hours. He's like, whoa. Can you, maybe you should just take a break. You know, sharpen that saw. 
And he says, no, I'm too busy sawing down this tree to take a break. <laughs> is your saw dull? How sharp is your saw this morning? How efficient? How many eggs do you crack and throw right into the compost? Number five. I ran across this verse in Daniel recently that was very validating. Um, the Bible is full of all kinds of folks. Um, the world is full of all kinds of folks, and many of them are tired. Um, in the book of Daniel, Daniel and his buddies um, are described as being ten times better than everybody else in the kingdom. They're ten times smarter, they're wise, and Daniel does a bunch of impressive stuff. He doesn't get eaten by lions, he, he fasts and he prays and he has these visions, and in chapter 8, it describes Daniel receiving this vision. And he doesn't know what to do with it. And allow me to quote from the NIV Study Bible for Kids, Daniel 8.27. Now listen to this. See if you can relate. I, Daniel, was worn out. Anybody with me? I was too tired to get up for several days. I got up. Then I got up and returned to my work for the king. The vision bewildered me. I couldn't understand it. Daniel, the guy described as ten times wiser, ten times smarter, was too tired to go to work. And even after taking a rest, he was still confused, which helps me. That's nice. But some of you probably have hundreds of sick days and you have vacation days, and you have personal days that you have not taken. And ask yourself, I believe today God's going to tell you a few things to do. Ask yourself if that's it. Now, some of you that might not be your thing, because you can't have a day off unless you've had days on. Some of you don't need to take a day off, you need to get a job so you can accrue those times. But do you need to take a day off? Daniel, the guy ten times better, ten times smarter, was so tired he needed a couple days off. It's hard. Um, I'm not super great at taking days off. I took last Friday off to write a sermon about rest. And uh, I, don't, I don't know if that counts or not. Um, but uh, it wasn't too long ago. Um, I'm a high school teacher. And I, I did something that teachers, they say teachers can't really do this. And it'll sound crazy, but I took the month of May off. Now, as a teacher, it's kind of hard to take a month off. And if you're going to take a month off, the month of May is not the month to take off. But I walked away from school on the month of May. Now, my mom was on hospice, and that was her last month, and I needed to be there. And I had worked the seven years before, and I had a very supportive place that people helped me. And I didn't write detailed lesson plans. I gave a friend the key to my grade book, and I took the month of May off. Because I couldn't have been two places at the same time. And some of you, maybe now or maybe later, are going to be faced with a choice where you need, and God's going to ask you to take time off, to do something like that. You can. It's possible. Um, we need rest, and we need to support those who need rest. Just like you can tell when you're tired, can you tell when the people around you are tired? Can you, do you know how to support them? 
Number six. Um, I found this book recently. I started to read it, but the title is pretty fun. And it's a new, new book about a very old idea. And the book's called 24-6, The Power of Unplugging One Day a Week. And it makes the case for a digital Sabbath to unplug your stuff, uh, stay away from the screens. Um, and part of what rest and recharging means now um, needs to relate to screens. I'm around teenagers all the day, and these folks are addicted to screens. Right? They, you can see the physical symptoms when they're away from their phones and away from their notifications. And take a moment to pause. What would your day be like if somebody confiscated your phone right now? How would that day turn out? What would your week look like? Right? Um, many of us would benefit from a, a digital Sabbath, <laughs> a day unplugged. Um, but I want to I share a few numbers with you and see how you react. Because these are numbers we hear all the time, and I think they're stupid. Ready? 24-7. 365. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Right? I'm available to you 24-7, 365. I, my business is open 24-7, 365 kind of sounds right, right? And sounds noble. Yeah, always ready. Well, a couple things. Let's say that you take a day off. All right, let's say, okay, we should take a day off. So that's going to be what? 24-6, 313. Now, how do you feel if I say to you, you know what, Andrew, I'm available to you 24-6, 313 days a year. Now, a part of you, I bet, is like, whoa, kind of lazy, man. I mean, like, aren't you all in? 24-6, 313. That's just one day off. I will look at my phone, 24-6, 313. But that's kind of dumb, too, because 24 hours you're available? Do you sleep? So let's change the numbers a little bit. Let's say you get some sleep. I had to check my math here. I'm an English teacher. Um, but, all right, I'm available. Let's say I have one day a week, and I'm going to sleep. 16-6, 313 that's not bad. That's eight hours of sleep. That's pretty respectable. One day off. I'm available to you 16-6-313. Okay. But you're just sleeping for eight hours. You're not going to exercise. You're not going to pray. You're not going to read. You're not going to play. Okay. And a weekend, most of us get two days. So what if we change the number? Two hours a day. 14. I'm available to you. 14 hours a day, five days a week, 261 days a year. 14, five, 261. Now, these numbers change seasonally, depending on your job. Some people are available 24-7, but they're not available 24-7, 365, right? How sharp is your saw going to be if you are always available, all the time, if you're always alert? Right? How many eggs are you going to crash and throw into the compost? How many trees are you going to be slamming with a dull axe? Um, can we agree that 24-7 is an unreasonable and stupid expectation? And can somebody tell my children that? Um, the <laughs> Dad! Dad! <sighs> 2 a.m., right? And you run. <sighs> Coral, what's that? Are you okay? I had a dream. 
Oh, I'm sorry, was it a bad dream? No, it was a good dream. Well, couldn't, couldn't you have told me in the morning? But, Dad, you said if I ever have a dream, you should, I should tell you about it. It's like, well, you could have told me in the morning, but I would have forgot. And I, I might have, that might be my fault. But <laughs> 24-7, for a person or a business, how often is that advertised? We are open 24-7, 365 days a year. Is that necessary? What is it? What business do you need to be doing at 3 a.m.? What decisions, what good decisions are you making or purchasing at 3 a.m.? What are you watching at 3 a.m. that you should be watching, right? It's okay to turn things off, right? And do you trust a business that never closes? Like, when do you clean the floors? Like, there should be, you know, there's... um, Number seven, God knows we're tired. <laughs> God knows how sharp our size. Um, he knows how charged our batteries are. He knows what trees he's asking us to cut down. He knows what things are ahead. Um, and Jesus um, talked about this. Jesus in Matthew 11 said, Come to me, all you who are tired and are carrying heavy loads. I will give you rest. Become my servants and learn from me. You will find rest for your souls. Serving me is easy and my load is light. In all my busyness and all my hurry and all my thises and thats and all yours, are we seeking God first? It's in Matthew 6. God says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all the other stuff will be sorted out. He knows you're hungry. He knows you want to wear clothes. He knows. God knows. But he says, come to me first. Like, I'll show you how. And when I read that at first, I'm like, ah, it still seems like there's a lot of work to do. But he says, I learn from me. Learn from me. Jesus rested. Jesus walked places. Jesus ate meals with his friends. Jesus wasn't available 24-7, 365, right? He wasn't immediately available. Sometimes his disciples were like, where's Jesus? And Jesus is up, praying, walking in the woods. He's sleeping on the boat, right? You could find him. Um, But he was getting rest, and he was getting recharged. Uh, Jesus needed rest. Daniel needed rest. Why would we be any different? Um, I don't know a sport that exists where there aren't rests built in. There's a halftime, there are timeouts, and there are days between the games. Um, Be available. We should be available. And to some people, we should be available more. Um, And sometimes we should be plugged in. But what is the number? Is it 24-7, 365? I don't think so. Is it 14-5, 261? sounds a little more reasonable. And it depends, right? It's seasonal. Um, But this morning, ask God for rest. And ask God for wisdom and what that number should be. Because somebody that I don't trust says, I'm working 24-7, 365. It's like, well, you're not working very well, right? Because when are you sleeping? When are you sharpening your your axe? When are you cleaning the floors? Like, which is kind of work, right? But 24-7, 365... 
is stupid, unwise, and ungodly. Sharpen your saw. Recharge your batteries. Unplug. Rest. Follow Jesus in this. I believe that God this morning has something he wants to tell you. Has a specific thing he wants you to do. Regarding rest and recharge. And maybe it's something personally that you know that you need to do. That you need to just turn off your phone. You need to take, take a day off and take a longer nap. Maybe it's somebody in your life that you're watching them. They're going to fall asleep driving and they need time off. They need, to, they need to get some sleep. And then you can support that person. Because how many of you know that some days you recharge and you have that extra energy? And you're like, hey, I can do that. Right? I can do that. I can do that for you. And how many times do you need that? Right? And it takes courage to speak up. Right? I took Friday off. And, it, and there's kind of like, oh, you're just going to do nothing. You're just, why did you take? You could have showed up. You could have showed up. But could I? Could I have done really well? How well do you think that day of school went, the day that I cracked two eggs into the compost? How sharp was I during the second period? Not bad second. How sharp was I during fifth period? <laughs> How sharp was I during seventh period? We need rest, right? And there's a natural rhythm that God's established for that. Um, will you pray with me this morning? God, help us. Give us wisdom. Help us support others and learn to rest and recharge. Please help us leave today. Please ask, help us ask those around us what we can do to help them to rest and to recharge. In Jesus' name, amen.